Welcome once more to Throwdown Thursday. This is episode 24. Asshole. And I am your co-host, Patsy the Angry Nerd. With me is another co-host who is not quite as angry, but is very much as nerdy. (laughs) I am the calm before your storm. I'm the pleasant one. I am Agent Nicole. She is also Iron Born. What? What? What are you talking about? Yeah. And of are course, you st- are you still angry from I'm last week? I'm always week's angry. I I've been angry for like 20 years. God, and, you didn't uh, get that fucking Game Boy. No, I didn't. And uh, with us as well today, <laughs> as usual, is producer Wolfie. That's me. What's up, everyone? How we doing today? I'm okay. Well, that's good. So, uh, you know, a little foggy. This, this whole, like, with, when you guys record, like, it's so weird. Like, I, I usually, people get sick for two weeks, you know? It's it's rough. Yeah, it's it's a, it's kind of like a curse, but, you know, then, you know, you recover a little bit and you sound better and, or at least your voice sounds better anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, you so, you, man, you've had it for like a month. Yeah, I've been I've been that sick was for a while. Cha- long change. Yeah, it's it's the the changing of the seasons. Also, like my bruised rib slash punctured lung or whatever the hell it is. I'm a little worried because every time you like move around, you're like, uh, well, I can't again, I'm not 25 anymore. I am very you're so old. I'm just sore. Like there was some guy complaining. He was like, I don't want to play tackle. I'm like 28. Was I'm that like, you? No, I'm 35. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm probably the oldest one here. I'm like, get off your big wheel and shut your face. Yes, you oh, are not. I never had a big wheel. There we go. That was one, something I never got. I had a Knight Rider big wheel. Oh, fuck and off. I used to tell people, I used to think that flames shot out of the back of it because <laughs> I, I was six and didn't know better. I was like, I'm going to go down this hill. Let me know if any fire shoots out of the back of my car. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So uh, today, uh, we are, you know, still in the midst of uh, the Christmas Hanu Kwanzaa uh, gift corridor. So, we are today going to be discussing uh, one of uh, my favorite, and I'm sure uh, if Ashes uh, were not still recovering from uh, her battle on LV426. She would be here uh, saying the same thing because this character, not only is he a mainstay of Halloween pop culture, uh, he's also a mainstay of Christmas pop culture. And that, of course, being Mr. Jack Skellington. Now, um, we do have one voicemail that we're going to get into a little later because we are also going to talk about some things today that maybe you didn't know about us. We're going to each divulge three secrets about us <laughs> that maybe you didn't know in the past. I still have to think of one more. <laughs> Nicole's are uh, pretty raunchy. Um, and I already told her she can't use being in jail because that's not a secret. Everyone knows she was in jail. We do have a voicemail from uh, Ashes. Because she is still uh, feeling a tad under the weather, you know, as a uh, a battle with xenomorphs 
tends to uh, leave most folks, you know, very, very tired and a little rough around the edges. So, you know, we can we can forgive that. <clears throat> um, I we've also recovered sufficiently from our uh, from our uh, fun and exciting uh, Black Friday adventures. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, oh, I'm still rather sleepy because uh, I don't I don't sleep much. I don't know uh, what sleep. Who's fo- yeah, whatever. Miss, I think I'm gonna go home and take a nap before I go to bed. They yeah. don't sound like that. Yeah, you do. I do not sound like that. Oh, life's tough. I'm gonna leave work at three, and then I'm gonna go take a nap, and then I'm gonna get up, and go to bed. That's that's you. That is not me. And it happens all the time. No, it doesn't, asshole. Oh, it so does. Like, yeah, I went home and took a nap last night. Okay, I, I don't sound like our crazy friend. And then I got up. I don't sound I like Stuart. And I ate some food. And then I went to sleep. Because I was tired. You're going to have a, your other nap. side of your ribs is going to be broken shortly. You can't even reach me and you're covered in a coat. Because you're too cold. Like, oh, I'd, I'd hit you, but I'm not warm enough. You're an asshole. Just whatever. So what have you been up to the last week? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> what do you mean nothing? Other than taking naps? <laughs> I was going to say sleeping, no. Um, I don't know. That's a pretty impressive move there. Wolfie's <laughs> 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 um, watching a video of a guy... Leaping off a steel cage in reverse, and it's it's really really funny. That's not reverse. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's laying on the ground, and then just like flips up onto the top of the steel cage. It's um, like the best thing ever. I've been knitting a lot lately. I'm knitting up some Christmas gifts and holiday gifts for people. That's right. So if you receive a crocheted TV, you know where it came from. <laughs> I'm not that advanced, but. <laughs> Um, I, I knitted you a Nintendo. <laughs> Is that what you want? You want a knitted Nintendo? I can a Nintendo. Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know if anybody else has been having a hard time trying to find these freaking Nintendo systems, the NES Classic systems. Didn't like two weeks ago when we were waiting in line, some guy was like, some guy was walking through. Like we're in line. We got there at like eleven. There was still like thirty, forty people ahead of us. And, like, there's a guy walking through, who's buying a Nintendo? Anybody buying a Nintendo? No? Okay, good. I'm going to have a chance to get one. Ah, No, you're not, stupid, because you have, like, 200 people ahead of you. And if you wanted to get something, that's what I don't get about these people on Black Fridays. This is where. Hold on. Here comes an anger ant. Hold on. This is where all these problems stem from is because people don't understand that you have to get there. I'm not waiting in line at. 11 o'clock for a store that opens up at 1, but I still want the hot toy that everybody is is selling, and I expect there to be one, even though there's only going to be like 10 of them. There's 200 people ahead of me. What do you mean you don't have any more? Whoa, it's just first come, first serve, and if I show up 18 hours later, I'm not going to get the thing that I wanted because you're sold out of them? That's some bullshit. No, that's the way this shit works. If you want the hot items, you have to be there when the store opens. And you have to charge through every store employee that you find, run them over with carriages. Like, it's ridiculous. I was trying to walk normally, and I had hundreds of people charging around me, crashing into me. Can I ask you something? You just did. Can I ask you another thing? You just did. 
I asked you two questions. You just asked me three. What do you want? <laughs> do you need an enema? Because you need to like clean out your systems or something. I do so not need up. an enema. My bowel <laughs> movements are healthy and regular. <laughs> You're just so jammed up up there. No, so I'm angry. just irritated. Like... I understand. I worked in retail too, idiot. Yeah, I know. But not everybody who's... There's more people that I'm talking to than just you. (laughs) We have listeners globally, okay? And maybe not everybody has had a chance to work on a Black Friday or go to a Black Friday sale. Now, I think, you know, having to work at midnight on Black Friday sucks. And this year is the first year in 10 years that I haven't had to work either on Thanksgiving or on Black Friday. And some years I had to do both. And it sucked. Because I didn't get the standard two days off that everybody else got. And it was awful. But now, I can go home after I eat my my dinner and take a nap, get up, you know, Ashes and I go out. You make seagull sounds. Ashes and I go out. We spend money on people, you know, so we can buy, you know, presents for people, you know, and get, you know, I know they're better deals and I know that it sucks that if people don't go Black Friday shopping that, you know, eventually stores will catch on and stop having these Black Friday sales. Mm-hmm. But mostly I do it to get things for other people. Like, yep. you know, I picked up a couple of TVs for my parents. And, <clears throat> I mean, granted, they were just, you know, there wasn't anything crazy. It was just 32-inch TVs. But neither of my parents have, like, 11 TVs at their house, and they're all 20 years old at the youngest. So none of they don't have any, you know, LCD TVs. You know, I'm not like, you know, first world problems. But I, you know, my parents' eyes are going. They're they're in their 60s. I want them to be able to actually see and enjoy their TV. So, you know, went out, made sure that they got the TVs that they wanted so they can actually, you know, enjoy their television programs when they're relaxing because they're in their 60s and they deserve it. Yeah. So, I wanted to get them some high def stuff. That's very nice of you. Yeah. I mean, they paid for them. I just went and got them, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we went to we went to Target and we went to Walmart and I ended up getting some stuff for my dad cuz he was like, "I need some new stuff." And I'm like, "All right." Mm-hmm. Gave spoiled him some. Yeah, and that was very nice. Like, you know, it's not so much that you know, I want to go out and, you know, get a TV for cheap. It's I want to go and I want to make sure that people can get, you know, the things that they want. Because, you know, I'm all about making sure that, you know, people have a, a, a good time and... Not get run over. Yeah. I mean, it irritates me when you have a pile of 60 TVs and there's three people that are trying to, to get them and they're trying to fight you over them. It's like, guys, there are five piles of these that are as tall as I am. Like, if you just calm down and relax, like, I grabbed one, put it in my cart... And I went to get a second one, and the lady grabbed it, like, right in front of me. It's like, there are literally 15 more underneath the one you just snatched away from me. Like, did you really need to grab it before I did? No. But, like, something about Black Friday, I think they put, like, some sort of, like, aggressive drugs in Turkey that, <laughs> that are slow-acting that last about 12 hours to 15 hours in your system because people are insanely crazy and, like, yeah. just go off. Like, there are fist fights. 
there are uh, people being arrested. It's like, guys, if you don't get the, well, I need to get this for my kid. No, you don't. He needs 11 Xboxes, and the new Xbox just came out, so I have to get him the new one. I just got him one last year, but I have to get him this one because this one has an S on it. They said there's an S on it. No, S. They just came out with the new Xbox One S. Is it a huge difference from the Xbox One? No. We're very meticulous, materialistic. Oh, yeah. People as a whole, yes, are very materialistic. So that's why this is all happening. Yeah, but, you know, I just went and bought a bunch of movies that I haven't seen yet that I need to see. And uh, I know last week... uh, Nick mentioned a uh, a film that he did not like very much, and that being uh, Doctor Strange. And I did just want to say, um, Nick, I recently watched Phantasm for the first time, and uh, I didn't think it was as bad as you did. Um, I actually uh, I thought it was some some pretty interesting scenes. And uh, I don't quite agree with uh, your entirely negative um, assessment of it. But, you know, that's why there's chocolate and vanilla, because not everybody likes the same thing. So, But I did want to see it before I made any comment on it. But, Nick, anytime you want to review a film, you want to tell us uh, your thoughts about something, especially if it involves a character that we're covering, you know, please do. Let us know. And that goes for anybody. You know, let us know if you have similar or dissenting opinions on the things that we talk about because, you know, we want to know. I mean, we're doing the show for for the people who listen. I mean, even if nobody listened, we'd uh we'd still do it. But you know, um so I think what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and uh take a quick break. And I'll try to uh Calm Calm down a smidge. Yeah, Jesus Christ. And uh, when we come back, we will uh, discuss a little Jack Skellington. So, Wolfie, if you will, thank you. (laughs) Do you love a scary story? Do you love to dance? The big scary monster haunts at midnight is a collection of dark songs about sex, love, death, This is Bobby Chains, Uncle Polly, from the Unchained Podcast, and you're listening to Throwdown Thursday. Hashtag Team Nicole. Be there or be Arthur.
And here we are again on our own. Nicole, nothing to say? You asshole. Nicole is channeling her inner dynamo and uh, busting out the snacks. What do you what do you got there? What kind of snacks have you got? Give me your sock. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Nicole, well, give me the package. I'll read it off. All right, so Nicole has Cool Mint Chocolate Cookie Crisps, the farmhouse premium treats available at Cumberland Farms. I mean, if you wanted, you could get a bunch of them filled Chug Jug. Are they a sponsor? <laughs> they <should laughs> they be. are now. They should at least be sponsoring Trick or Treat Radio, considering how many Chug Jugs Dynamo's gone through. Dynamo is the reason that that store stays open. Although, to be fair, the wife and I stopped there for their coffee, and they're not a sponsor, but I love their coffee. I'm pissed, because I really, was really excited when I saw the advertisement for peppermint, cho- uh, peppermint hot chocolate, and the machine wasn't working. I'm so mad. That doesn't sound very angry. Like, oh, I'm so mad, so I bought these cookie things instead. Urgh, here's my way. Here's my way of protesting. I'll buy your product. That'll teach you. Shut up. Uh, so, what we're discussing this week, or whom we are discussing, is uh, an awesome, iconic Christmas slash Halloween character from the movie A Nightmare Before Christmas. We are talking, of course, of Jack Skellington. Now, Agent Nicole... Patsy the Angry and Hard. All right, so you finished your cookies, washed <laughs> it down, because nothing goes well with with chocolate like cool, clear, refreshing spring water. <laughs> so Nicole just washed down her uh, her chocolate with spring water because those two things, everybody, you know, you know, water goes with everything, oil, you know, everything. So, <laughs> when was your first exposure to? Uh, to uh, this film and um, the character of Jack Skellington. I have several friends who love, love... Are you okay? You look like you're going to shit oh, yourself. No, my ribs. I, I, I have to lean forward for uh, to talk into the mic, and then you you know, sometimes like- I, I lean back, and when I lean back, it removes the pressure off of my uh, destroyed rib cage. Oh, jeez. All and, right. Uh, um, it's kind of painful. It's just being very concerned but anyways well, i appreciate it um the first exposure well i wouldn't say first exposure i don't remember the first time but i have so many friends who love jack i have one particular friend who's obsessed with jack has everything nightmare before christmas she has car decals um anything anything jack related um i've seen clips here and there i know the songs but i didn't fully watched the film until recently and then i ended up watching the princess bride so i was going through a chris sarandon uh fix that night and um yeah uh, probably a few weeks ago it was the first time i really really sat down and watched a nightmare before christmas and got to learn why everyone loved jack and why hot topics all, all about him i remember watching this um <clears throat> In the theater. Hey, what year did it come out? 89? 93. Oh. Yeah, you were close. Do your research. 
89, everything came out in 89 because that's when I was born. I Nothing existed before that. I don't sound like that. Like everything. You're going to have another craft rib in two <laughs> seconds. You know, you said that a week ago and it still never happened. So I respect the studio. I don't want to break anything in the studio. Except my ribs. Okay, Johnny can- wouldn't have to pay for that one. So, <clears throat> I saw it in the theater, and um, I remember thinking how cool it was because I love animation. I love the uh, the time and effort it takes to animate something by hand, and stop motion is just a, a step above that, I think, because... You know, there's when they were animating this, they had, you know, this insane amount of different heads for Jack to fifty. I heard it was about fifty. I've heard varying amounts. I've heard up to a hundred. I've heard thirty-seven. Well, I know with Sally, they only changed her face because of the wig that she mm-hmm. was wearing, so they gave her ten different faces. Yeah, it, it's it's very impressive to do stop motion because I mean. You can have a team of animators working on a movie, mm-hmm. you know, and so it will take, because with animation, it's, uh, you know, like the hand-drawn stuff that Disney did back in the day. It was 24 frames per second. Yeah. So 24 pictures equaled one second of actual film time. With stop motion, you're dealing with one figure and... You could have 60 people working on it, but it doesn't matter. There's only one figure. You can't have, you know, you know, if it takes, say, six months to do uh, an animation feature, mm-hmm. you know, you could have 10 people working on 10 scenes simultaneously. Like, even if your your main character is in every single one of those scenes with, you know, the the sets that you have to build and you have to get the lighting just right and you have to get the shadows correct like it's really difficult. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges in this movie, and one of the most impressive uh, feats that they accomplished, was when Jack is in the um, in the forest. Yes, and he goes to turn the knob, and the knob reflects everything, but there's no camera in the shot. Like yeah. that, to me, is very, very impressive. They spent a long time with that scene specifically. I was reading and listening to a few videos on YouTube about the um, behind the scenes. And they said it took them a good, I don't know, a couple of days to really master that that scene without having that camera right there. To Yeah, because that would just ruin the shot and ruin yeah. the illusion. Now, Jack Skellington is essentially the king of Halloween. He is... While there is a mayor of Halloween Town, Jack is their unquestioned leader because he is the most terrifying. He is the pumpkin king. And every year on Halloween, they have this huge, I don't want to call it a parade. It's more of like a a pageant that they put on. You know, there's a lot of uh, theatricality, you know, different creatures uh, displaying their various skills. Mm -hmm. And Jack... You know, is he's voiced by Chris Sarandon, except when he sings, when he is voiced by Danny Elfman. Yeah. 
And Danny Elfman was very upset by this because he thought he was going to be doing Jack's speaking voice as well. And yeah. things kind of changed at the last minute. Um, <clears throat> Jack has been doing this for an unknown period of time. Yeah. You don't know how long it's been, but it's to the point where it's the same Same old thing. song and dance. Every single year. And you can tell that he's tired and bored because they start talking to him at the beginning. You know, all the different characters are like, oh, you're so great. And like, oh, you did such a great job. He's like, yeah, thanks. Just like last year. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the year before that. Thanks. Great. And, you know, he's, it's because this is a mostly musical uh you know, feature. There's a you know, there's a lot of exposition through song, and Jack tells us through his first song that you know he's tired of, you know, being the king of Halloween, and that's all he ever does, over and over and over and over and over. And you know, he takes a walk through this forest, meeting up with his dog Zero, who uh, a lot of folks. Don't know this about Zero, but his nose glows. It's a lantern. It's a jack-o'-lantern, yes. He uh, gets to the point where he's been wandering and he's in a place he's unfamiliar with because he's just been so distraught and despondent. It looks like he was sleepwalking. Yeah, he was just completely unaware of his surroundings and he walked into the middle of this forest and there are these uh, cluster of trees and each tree has a symbol on it that uh, kind of represents the holiday. Like there's a turkey for Thanksgiving. There's a a Christmas tree for Christmas. A heart for Valentine's Day. A clover for St. Patty's Day. Mm -hmm. And so on. Um, And he opens up the Christmas one because it calls out to him. Like not literally, but like there's just something about it that he sees and he's just enthralled and he opens up this door and he gets sucked into it like it's just this deep dark chasm when he opens up the door and he doesn't understand and then all of a sudden he gets sucked into it and the door closes behind him and he's in christmas town and he's like what's this yeah he sings his what's this song because he doesn't understand because he's only he doesn't know what snow is he doesn't know um, there's so much color compared to what he sees yeah, at and Halloween Town. You know, like he he's as he's singing the song, he's comparing. He's like, "There's children throwing snowballs instead of throwing heads. Mm-hmm. They're busy building toys, and absolutely no one's dead." You know, and it's it's just he's so overwhelmed by what he's seeing, and he's just, "Oh my God, this is amazing! How can I be a part of this?" So he they hold a town meeting, and he assigns different people to different jobs because they decide they're not going to do Halloween. They're going to do Christmas. Mm -hmm. And because of, you know, Jack's obsession, which is actually one of the the songs that he sings, literally called Jack's Obsession, you know, he realizes how he needs to... uh, how he he can take over this um this holiday and make it his own and change it from christmas and all the christmas town people are trying to kind of instead of just doing christmas 
they were like, oh, it's, you know, it's going to be like the mayor says, oh, how horrible our Christmas will be. And he's like, no, how jolly. But because he's the king of Christmas town, or he's the king of Halloween, they kind of put a Halloweenish spin mm-hmm. on everything. So, Nicole, why don't you give us a little more background regarding like what Jack does and how he goes about his plan? Well, obviously he takes he takes some stuff from Christmas Town and he holds this meeting with the entire town of Halloween Town and um he's explaining like this is what a present is, where this is lights, this is what snow is. And one scene that stuck out to me and you can see how naive Jack is is when he's talking to Sally and He's like, I need this. I need this outfit. I need this Christmas or Sandy Claus's uh, red outfit. And he's telling her, I need. This is what I need. This is what I need. I will feel good in this. And she's just really sheltered and she's reserved. And like, this is you're not Sandy Claus. You are the Pumpkin King. You need to be wearing black, not red. And the reason. Yeah, let me just jump in for a second mm-hmm. because the reason he thinks his name is Sandy Claus is because when he sees Santa's shadow, mm-hmm. uh, it's distorted by the light and it looks uh, like his fingers are stretched out and elongated into. It's very like claws. Slender Man kind of. Features. Yeah, his his like you can tell that he's a you know a hefty gentleman, mm-hmm. but his hands look like they end in claws. Yeah, and he he uh, he tells them this in there in the the town meeting song he says uh because he's kind of misheard and misunderstood things because he's so used to halloween yeah he says when he sets out to slay with his rain gear on <laughs> so yeah i really enjoy that song close but not it's like it's like playing telephone so close but so far away it's like playing that kid uh, kids uh, game telephone where you think you hear something. Like, yeah, you pass a message pa- on passage, from one person yeah, to the next very person. Very similar to, to that. Person. And so he's got Halloween Town getting ready for Christmas. And um, he has Lock, oh God, I can't, Lock shock, shock, and, and Barrel go kidnap um, San- Sandy Claus. Kidnap the Sandy Claus. Yes. And they sing a great song about Oh, that, that was so fun. And so they got him out and Jack's like, you know what? You take a break. You know, I got this. I can do it. I'm, you know, I'm prepared. And, you know, and you see how Jack's so excited for something. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, he's he thinks he's, he's doing going Santa a, a favor. favor when he's really not. But they, they have to go out twice because the first time they kind of screw up and don't get Santa. They get somebody else. We're not going to tell you who, but he gets somebody else. And they're like, no, stupid. Like, this is... This it's is. just the way how Jack talks to the children. He, they, the kids are frightened of him. They're like, oh, shit, we fucked up. <laughs> now we have to go. Because they start fighting amongst themselves and yeah. Jack makes a scary face at them. And that, like, snaps them out of it yeah. because he's so well-respected by... Yeah. Just about everybody. And so, despite Jack having the heart to, you know, give Sandy Claus, or a.k.a. Santa Claus, a break, you know, he's not understanding that there is some bad to what he's going to be doing. Right. He's, when they they have the whole song, you know, 
making Christmas and they talk about the different toys that they're making and how they're making all these different things and what they're making because they're putting together things that they think are nice and like it's like oh you know we made a we made you know this hat out of a, a hammered flat bat yeah you know and they think it's like oh that's lovely that's that's nice and then you bring it to a different a different culture a different town and the kids are like what nobody the wants a severed head, head. you know no for one Christmas. wants a teddy a kitty cat that turns and like chases after them like or a flying vampire doll that tries to actually suck your blood yeah because that scene is great where they're going back and forth and you're seeing what jack is approving of and saying oh this is great this is good look at what you're doing oh this you're you're making my vision come true when it's one and then they show like you know santa's elves and what they're doing and they're making nice toys and there's like little dollies and teddy bears and Mm -hmm. jack is like you know they have a guy getting eaten by a snake. Like, yeah, <laughs> like that's not what you know. This is people not want for, for Christmas. Christmas. But because Jack is like, this is nice to me. This is nice to us. This is what we would want to receive as presents. Yeah, this is what we should give to everybody. And that's where he's not understanding. Danny. He's very naive. He doesn't <clears throat> understand. Like he's in this different world where they're not going to respond the same way as he does with his things. And when does he realize what he's done wrong? <sighs> try to remember that scene. When there he's he's got a sleigh cuz he Did they like try to shoot him down? No. Yeah, he has a okay, that's what I thought. Dr. Finkelstein who is uh kind of like, you know, Dr. Frankenstein. He creates Sally. Yeah. And Sally like keeps that. drugging him and running away. <laughs> um he and Sally's the only one that like sees through like listen you you need to leave other people to their own holidays like we're screwing this up like this isn't you you are not Santa Claus yeah. you are Jack she's the, the voice King. of reason in this film and she's the voice of reason to Jack because eventually she Jack sees what's going on he's he gets a little upset like what's going on what the hell did I do this is after the army shoots him down out of the sky his sleigh was a coffin being uh led by uh zero and well Dr. Finkelstein had made flying reindeer skeletons and Sally decided to put a whole thing of fog juice into the town uh fountain so that he wouldn't be able to take off and fly but you know zero takes over the part of rudolph and guides the sleigh to to you know fly around the world and jack's dropping off presents like oh thank you you're welcome you know when they start shooting at him with anti-aircraft guns yeah and he's like look they're celebrating they're having a great time they're thanking us for doing such a good job and he's still oblivious yeah because he's he thinks that because he's so bored with his his job as being pumpkin king that you know if he he'll find happiness by doing something that somebody else does yeah and it's only after he's shot down and crashed and that he realizes like this is this is not what i'm supposed to do and he goes back to halloween town and he realizes i need to go find sandy claus and then there's a scene where you get to meet oogly boog Oogie Boogie. Oogie Boogie. (laughs) Oogie Boogie, who is literally the boogeyman who is holding Santa hostage. And and same with Sally. Yeah. And 
you can see how Jack is very angry at what he's doing to people. He's like, you know, that's not what I, this is not what I. Jack is also very goddamn hypocritical. Yeah. like, (laughs) how dare you treat my friend so shamefully? It's like, aren't you the asshole who had people kidnap him out of his home and tie him in a fucking bag? And then like, then you shoved him back in the bag, but not before you took his hat. Yeah. Like, you're an asshole. Like, you don't understand. Like, you're the one who put him in this situation, and yeah. now you're pissed and blaming other people. Like, that's that's the part of, that's, like, one of the biggest flaws of Jack's character. He, he doesn't he can see do the no right wrong. and wrong in certain Right. Stuff. He thinks whatever he does is justified. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I have to go fix this situation. He's like, oh, Oogie Boogie, you're such a son of a bitch. Look what you did. It's yeah. like, no, you had people steal him out of his home. Like the whole time, the kit, the the three trick or treaters that that's what they call them, the Halloween Halloween Town's finest trick or treaters, Lock, Shock, and Barrel. They're trying to come up with like how do we how do we uh, get this because they think he's a giant lobster based <laughs> on Jack's description. They because there's even a line that says, "Wait, I've got a better plan to catch this big red lobster man." Let's pop him in a boiling pot, and when he's done, we'll butter him up. Some of the things that they say are, like, terrible. And Jack's like, yeah, you guys are in charge of getting him. They're like, you know, kidnap the Sandy Claws, uh, tie him in a bag, throw him in the ocean, then see if he is sad. Like, all their plans revolve around murder. Like, they're like, oh, yes, make sure he's comfortable. Like, these are the guys who are talking about, like, loading up a, a, a present full of scorpions so that when he opens it, they jump out and murder him. Like, how are you going to make... How is this the group of people that you think will make him comfortable? The first thing they think is, let's give him to Oogie Boogie. Yeah. There's nowhere in the world more comfortable than that. It's like, what? <laughs> How is that comfortable? He's tied up with his arms. He's suspended by his wrists. And he's like lifted up and dropped down over and over, like yanked and thrown around all over the place. Like his shoulders should have been separated. Because he's just tied up. To, you know, his hands are bound at the wrist. And then like he's hung on a hook. Mm-hmm. And like that's supposed to be comfortable. So right there, there's, you know, the, the skewed sense of, of perception and reality. And, you know, Santa even tells him at the end, he's like, the next time you feel like, you know, screwing around with somebody else's holiday, you know, listen to her because she's the only one who makes any sense in this lunatic asylum. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm, I'm really sorry. I hope I can, you know, I hope, you know, there's still time that you can fix everything. He's like, bitch, please. I'm Santa. <laughs> He's like, you don't know me. And so Santa goes and fixes everything and makes it all right. And Jack realizes, you know what? Stick to what you know. I've been an asshole this whole time. And he apologized to Sally and they make out, even though he's a skeleton. And she's like a tied together doll type person. Made of leaves. Yeah, she's full of leaves. Like she jumps out of a tower at one point and just hits the ground. And then it's like, oh, I'll just sew myself back together because I'm full of leaves. So she's like a scarecrow, but like she's alive, but she doesn't have any like blood or organs. She's full of like compost, which is kind of weird. But yeah, the uh, Jack is. I can see the appeal to him for 
for so many people. Well, he's a very gothic-looking guy. Like, yeah. first of all, he's super thin because he's just a skeleton. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's got this really cool black and white striped suit with a spider. Uh, His suit was originally just going to be black, but then they realized with the decor, the background, and the background he would just be <clears throat> blending in, so they added the stripes in. It's almost like uh, if you were to take Beetlejuice's outfit and make it much, make the stripes a lot thinner. Yeah. Because it's almost like black with like very thin gray uh, pinstripes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously he's a skeleton and, um, you know, the whole aesthetic of of the uh, the Halloween town, you know, fits in, which is why there's like, there's so much debate you know, all the time, you know, is this a Christmas movie? Is this a Halloween movie? Yeah. And I say just watch it anytime you want because, you know, it's... If it it's makes you some, happy, watch it. It's got some, you know, amazing songs. It's got some great comedy. Um, you know, this is this is a, a series of great characters. And the actors playing the characters are fantastic. I mean, Chris Sarandon as... As a uh, Jack Jack Skellington, if you are unfamiliar with who Chris Sarandon is, you might know him uh, from the his princess. role in Law and Order or Princess Bride, where he has a very small major part. Uh, he's in like twenty percent of the movie and is the main antagonist. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, and I just recently watched this movie, and uh, I have to once again say that I don't understand the fascination i don't understand how you don't how understand. handsome he is because i don't think he's all that handsome uh at least in this film like he got better as he aged he's i think he's a very handsome i am just not impressed he's a nice silver fox whatever he in uh fright night he played the main bad guy i just wasn't a vampire named jerry like really i mean i just was not overly impressed with I mean, the the film was good. Don't get me wrong. I just, you know, and he played his role well, but I was just like, eh, I don't think he's all that handsome in that movie. And I don't care what Stephanie says. So, uh, and then when he, uh, uh, Sally is played by Catherine O'Hara, who we uh, touched on a little bit last week. She was the mom from Home Alone. And she's the um, stepmom in Beetlejuice. Yep. She was, again, Tim Burton. Tim Burton tends to uh, reuse, reuse a recycle, lot of his, recycle a lot of his. And apparently, this movie came out before he realized that Johnny Depp was I an was actor. I was going to say, there's no Johnny Depp in this. <laughs> no Johnny Depp. No Helena Helena Bonham Carter. Uh, apparently, he didn't realize that those people were around. Uh, Glenn Shaddix, who was the uh, the designer that Catherine uh, O'Hara had in Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. he plays the mayor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Rubens, also known as Pee Wee Herman, he played Locke of Locke, Shock, and Barrel. Uh, if you ever watched uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway, either the British or the American version, uh, Greg Proops uh, was in it. Oh, I love that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, there were a lot of really fun um, like little characters and like there was supposed to be a scene where uh, the vampires were playing hockey. Um, 
They were, um, speaking of that, they were going to use something, they would have Tim Burton in the film at some point, and they were going to use his head as, his head as the, the, the hockey puck, yeah. yeah. But they cut that out. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, a lot of, like, really cool little uh, characters, you know. Um, and oh, this I've, all inspired by Tim Burton. Um, he went to a shop. I don't know if you heard the story, but he went to a, a shop, and it was all Halloween decorations, and... Halloween wasn't over yet, and they were going right into the Christmas, and so he was seeing all this Christmas decorations. So just like real life. Yeah. <laughs> He's like Christmas decorations, and there was goblins everywhere, and it inspired him to write that poem in 1982, A Nightmare Before Christmas, and it spawned this wonderful thing while he was working at Walt Disney, and then he left, and then they wanted him back for this film. So Yeah, it's... it's uh... The history of it is so rich, and it's just... Yeah, if you get a chance to, you know, pick up the uh the uh, the home release either the Blu-ray or the DVD, make sure you get like, one of the uh you know, the ones with some of the special features on it because they're uh well worth it. Mm-hmm. Cuz there's so much that went into making this film. There's so much that went into uh you know, the production, the design of the characters, uh the voices. It's it's one of my favorite films, and Jack is just a a, a fantastically fun character. Um, so I think uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and uh, take our second break. Yes. And when we come back, uh, we have a voicemail that we're going to play. And we also have a little bit of uh, personal trivia. <laughs> we're going to be talking about this is gonna be fun. three things about us that maybe Not people don't people. know. Yep. Maybe something that, you know, you might be interested to find out and <laughs> maybe not. So let's go ahead and uh take our break, Wolfie, and uh we'll be back in just a moment. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. Okay. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. It had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The okay. box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. And here we are. We are back. We are here to uh, entertain and thrill and and uh, just 
help your day go by just that much more betterer. 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 Better. More gooder. Gooder. So, Agent Nicole. Yes, Patrick. What? Uh, what are some things that maybe somebody doesn't know about you that you you, you, you can feel free to share? And, uh, um. Okay. So the first one that I will. I'm not gonna give them all away, so we'll go back and forth. Um, <laughs> this one is really funny. I three or four years old. I've fallen into a coffin once, <laughs> which is really weird. Intentionally, um, I didn't understand why I fell into it, other than um, my grandfather had passed away, and I didn't understand it. at that age. You're just like, what's going on? Why is grandpa and I went in to give him a hug, and it took them 20 minutes to get me out of the coffin because I was stuck in there. Did it close? No. Oh. So I got, like, something stuck on my dress. So there's pictures of me with my legs kicking out of the coffin <laughs> trying to, like, get out. Are you going for a two-for-one or something? Possibly. And... So I remember my parents were telling me many years ago after it happened, they were like, my dad didn't know what to do. Like he was like traumatized, but, um, but laughing. And to this day I was like, oh, you know, just giving hugs and coffins. That's what I do. How about you? Well, oh, you want to go back and forth? You don't want to do all three? No. Okay. Because I'm still thinking of one more. So something that some folks might not know about me and might, I don't know, it, it, it might be something that is easy to believe or not easily to believe, but um, when I was younger, I was, uh, I was uh, diagnosed as ADHD, but this is, this is before that this was like everybody who yeah. didn't pay attention suddenly had ADHD and mm-hmm. got Ritalin pumped into them. But I was a distraction in class because I was always bored. So I ended up getting tested, and it turned out that uh, the reason why I was distracted and bored is because my uh, IQ was too high mm-hmm. to where I was, like developmentally. Mm-hmm. Like my IQ is at genius level, mm-hmm. which I clearly put to good use. When I rant about Game Boys and people on Black Friday. Um, actually, my second one that I was going to say is you had your disorder. Or I actually, a lot of people don't know this, but I do have a learning disorder. And it's more of a language-based one. Um, growing up in a household where your mom is from a different country um, kind of played a role in growing up. So... Um, where language was really hard for me. Like growing up, picture books were more my thing than reading and writing and everything. Um, so when they did testing for me, um, my written language was low, but like anything that was visual, spatial was superior. So there, that curve in between created the learning disability. Now I just love reading and writing and I try not to let a disorder like that 
keep me from doing what I need to do and doing what I love. And it, sometimes it's hard for me to pronounce things or say things right. And Like oogly boogly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's, it's sometimes frustrating when people do that. And I understand, you know, you're trying to correct me, but it's just, it, it, it's something that I, I wouldn't say hurts, but it, I take it really personal. See, I, I think that the whole thing, you know, I blame your mom too, because she's <laughs> Filipino and Filipino is spelled with an F, but Philippines is spelled with a PH. And God damn that's it, this... not something that you want to put a child through. Like, make up your mind. And, you know. You're lucky you weren't Jewish and had two different spellings of Hanukkah. <laughs> it's really weird because growing up, my dad wanted me to learn my mom's dialect. And Tagalog. All. Yeah. And the only thing that I picked up were the bad words and, like, body parts. And, like, inappropriate body parts you ass dick (laughs) and like i would i remember one time i went to the philippines and i got to see my grandfather and i was just randomly just saying all these random words and he was just like so distraught like oh my god you're not supposed to be saying that that's really inappropriate i'm like say some stuff now um what does that mean it means shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah so there. So there's something that we can sh- commonly share. Yes. All right. Um, another thing people may not know about me is that my uh, misbehaving and such when I was a child led me to not be urinated on by a sea turtle. What? <laughs> so we had an assembly at school. I was in kindergarten. And... This uh, we had this big assembly with like uh, everybody kindergarten through sixth grade in the uh, auditorium, which was also our lunchroom, but not our gym. We had a separate gym. Yeah, and um, there were all these exotic animals. I was very excited to see these exotic animals. You know, there was like red-tailed hawks and rattlesnakes and shit like that stuff I'd never seen. But I was really excited and rambunctious and obnoxious. So my teacher was like, you have to sit in the back. and Because I, I had been like sitting up front and I was like really excited. And, you know, I was like, you know, asking somebody. It's like, oh, what do you think we'll see? Do you think? And they're like, shut up. You're so annoying. And I was just being excited. And so my teacher made me leave and like sit over like in the back behind everybody off to the side. So I had like a really shitty view. Mm-hmm. And... The guy was like, oh, and this is a sea turtle. And like he took the sea turtle out and the sea turtle pre- uh, proceeded to urinate on the front row of all the kids who were yelling at me, including my teacher. <laughs> it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me at school. I was like, this is awesome. And fuck you guys. <laughs> it's like, hey, remember how I was being obnoxious and you made me not sit in the front? Yeah. You remember how I didn't get peed on by the fucking sea turtle? Yeah. How'd that work out for you? <laughs> That's awesome. Dicks. All right. I'm still thinking of one more. All right. I'll, I'll do one more while you're thinking. So in fourth grade, my uh, we had uh, where I went to school, we had three fourth grade classes. Mm-hmm. So there were th- you know three different teachers. And we decided that, uh, well, they did. We didn't have really much say in it we were going to put on a production of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yep. And I tried out for like everything because I was not well liked by my fellow students because I was, you know, 
obnoxious and smarter than they are. So, you know, I tried out for everything, figuring, like, I've got to get something. Yeah. And so I ended up getting the role of Willy Wonka. And as a promotion to, like, help raise funds for the school, Hebert's Candy Mansion had donated, like, I don't know how much candy, and we were selling it for a dollar each. Yeah. And inside the, you know, the many, many bars that they sent us were five golden tickets. Oh, nice. And if you got a golden ticket, you got to tour the, you know, Hebert's Candy Mansion and, like, see the inner workings of how they made the chocolates Mm -hmm. and stuff. So I... You know, I grew up poor, but I had gotten some money for my birthday, so I decided I was going to treat myself and buy myself a candy bar. And so the kid that was selling them was like, oh, here, you can get this one. I was like, well, I don't want that kind. I want this one. So I I picked up the one I wanted. I gave him the dollar, and I got the fucking golden ticket. I got the third golden ticket. I was so excited. I ran up three flights of stairs from the lunchroom to tell my teacher She's like, oh, my God, that's so great. That's so great. I was so excited. I was so excited because I got the golden ticket. I was like Charlie running around, except there was no Slugworth hiding around the corner. That's awesome. But I was so excited. We got to tour the Hebert's Candy Mansion, and, you know, we they gave, gave us uh, – they were making, like, chocolate golf balls. Oh, nice. And so they gave us each a chocolate golf ball while mm-hmm. we were in the back. Like, it was it was just so awesome. It was so cool. It's pretty cool. So what's your, what's your third? All right. <clears throat> so growing up, there were two things in my house. I had, well, okay, several things. But um, I loved Disney movies and Barbies. And the other one was Power Rangers. And I loved the Pink Ranger. I was... I was convinced that I Amy would, Jo Johnson. Yes, Amy Jo Johnson. I was convinced I was going to be her. And I remember back in the day when Caldors was still around. Oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Caldor and Child World where I first saw the and game Bradley's, that I wanted. And they had like this Power Ranger event and um the Pink Ranger was there and I was like freaking out. Like 4 or 5 year old little me was freaking out. I was going to meet the power, pink power manager, Amy Jo Johnson. I was going to meet her. I had a crush on her. Oh, there, this story gets better. Because I was old enough. <laughs> and so I got to meet her and like, not Amy Jo Johnson. I got to meet the pink ranger. She had her helmet on and I was freaking out. I had my suit on. I was excited. My mom kept telling me, yes, you're meeting the pink power ranger, pink power ranger. So throughout my life, I always thought I met the pink power ranger. <laughs> Before, two, uh, about a year ago, before I, I was doing volunteer work for a Comic-Con in Rhode Island. Um, oh, boy, I wonder which one it <laughs> oh, could be. Oh, I know. Um, they had announced Amy Jo Johnson was going to be there. And I was like, oh, my God, I get to meet her again. I get to meet her again. My mom told me that I really didn't meet the Pink Power Ranger. <laughs> she was just like, yeah, you really never really met Amy Jo Johnson. And I was like, what? What is the shit you're telling me, mom? And she's like, no, you just met someone in costume. So for 20 years, I thought I met Amy Jo Johnson. And the first time I did meet Amy Jo Johnson, I was at CVS downstairs from the hotel. And I couldn't move from where I was. I was like, oh, my goodness. 
my childhood hero right there, Amy Jo Johnson, just, she was like, hi, how are you? And I was like, <laughs> and so she leaves. Was and she my, buying anything like embarrassing? I, not that I could see. I, I think she was just getting like toilet trees and like food. Toilet trees? Toilet trees. Like a tree with toilets? No. That's where toilets come from? <laughs> and so my friend and I are getting into the elevator and I start crying. I start freaking out. I'm, I'm like having this. You are such a celebrity wuss. And I was just like, I just mm-hmm. met my idol, my childhood hero. The next day, I actually got to meet her, and I told her the exact same story of like my childhood, where I was like, I thought I met her in this, and she she thought it was adorable, and um, she didn't yeah. tell you, you were dumb. It's like, oh, you should have known it wasn't me. I'd never be caught dead in that time. <laughs> Stupid. That's I'm, why you're a kid because you're dumb. She thought it was such a cute story. So yeah, that that's my third one. All right. Well. We uh we do have uh, a voicemail, but before we get to that, um, you know, if if you folks out in the uh, listening audience, if you have anything that you'd like to share, you know, maybe something somebody doesn't know about you, uh, you know, feel free, you know, give us a uh, a little ringy dingy and uh, <laughs> ringy dingy, ringy dingy, and uh, leave us a voicemail or an email. Nineteen fifties, uh, you know, any any uh. Any little, or we want to ask us questions about our lives and stuff like that. Definitely ask us. Yeah, but we want to know about you too. Like you know, we're the ones out here, you know, yapping away all the time. We want to know, you know, stuff about you. Maybe you know, you know, when you were a kid, you know, uh, you defeated Bruce Lee in unarmed combat. You know, maybe or you could be like me and popping tires with screwdrivers. So yeah, and that was just like a week ago. Yep. So. Wolfie, uh, you got anything you want to share? Maybe uh, some deep, dark secret that uh, you were supposed to take to your grave, but now you're announcing on a podcast. The fact that uh, Patsy makes me do the show. He holds a gun to my head every single week, and uh, I don't really want to be here. Not not to your head, just aimed in your general direction. Um, I, I've been, I've been working on art. I don't even know. Um, it's nice art. Not really. I'm just taking images and pasting them. Oh. <laughs> Take the damn compliment. God. Last week I told him he sounds nice. Now he's not taking the compliment that his artwork's No, I don't. I sound awful. You're dumb for saying that. <laughs> so, some, hmm, something people may not know about me yeah i mean just like some random thing like you know oh i had you know well i've seen every episode of gilmore girls or something i don't know no that's mars (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if he's finished the new up the new season oh he probably probably has (laughs) i'll I'll just say this this is if anyone knows me in person they 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 know this but for people listening out there they they may not but uh for now, at least, anyways, my, my hair right now is almost all the way down my back. That's how long it is. Nice. And uh, so, I don't know. People hear the voice, and they may not necessarily know what to what that person looks like, you know? I know there's a good amount of people that might listen to this that I know in person mm-hmm. or have met, but I do have very long hair right now, and uh, I don't know. It's getting a little too much, so maybe I'll... Maybe I'll uh, Get rid of it sometime soon. We'll see. Lop a little <laughs> off. Donate it. I have a yeah. great aunt, or I used to have a great aunt in the Philippines who had it down to her feet. Wow. What made her great? That's crazy. She was old. Because <laughs> she could do that. Uh, her I, hair I, I see you've been eating your uh, chocolate candies again. 
<laughs> so we should play that voicemail. Yeah, I was gonna say we have a voicemail, and uh, it's from Ashes, and she shares a few little uh, tidbits uh, that she, people may not know about her. So uh, let's go ahead and listen to that. I see a circle. Hello, everyone. I am so sorry I can't be there again this week. That fucking face hugger did a lot more damage than uh, anticipated. But I know um, today we are talking about Jack Skellington and how his longing for for Christmas is something that's, you know, um, very uncharacteristic of him being the Pumpkin King. And so as a conversation topic for today, we are talking about three facts about ourselves that are rather uncharacteristic of, of you know, of who we are. Um, so I'm going to give you my three fun facts. Uh, fact number three, I was on the wrestling team in high school. I was the first girl ever. Um, it wasn't so much a team yet. It was a club because it was kind of just, uh, just starting up. Uh, but I was the first girl ever on there. I did it for two years. Um, unfortunately, it started conflicting with, I was also involved in theater and stuff, and it started to heavily conflict with theater practices and stuff, and I had to make a choice between the wrestling team or, or drama theater and stuff. So I ultimately chose theater, but yeah, I, I wrestled for two years, so fear me, seriously. Um, fact number two, so I know that everybody knows that Patsy the Angry Nerd is a hardcore science nerd and he loves all of these facts and science facts and all of these crazy terminologies and stuff. But what people may not know is that I am actually a bigger science nerd than Patsy. Not only do I have a day job as a mad scientist, which some of you may know, and some of you may also know that I have, you know, a, a degree in biology with all of these different concentrations and stuff. But some of my favorite things to do are, um, I love listening to TED Talks. If you don't know what they are, um, they are on Netflix and they are just brilliantly done. There are some very very fascinating people talking about some very fascinating topics. Um, I have a mad crush on Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, Patsy and I actually had the opportunity to attend a free lecture of his um, a couple years ago, and he is just absolutely brilliant. Um, I, I think that his his work and his discoveries have just been monumental, and he's also not bad on the eyes. So there's that. Um, I spend a lot of my free time actually reading uh, scientific papers, uh, not not for my my job, not job related, just because it's it's fun and I I, I like expanding my knowledge. Um, I think it's it's important. It's important to read up on certain things. It's important to understand certain things, and science is just absolutely amazing. Um, and my last fun fact. Uh, so when I was in middle school, 
I was actually in a Spice Girls tribute group. Like it wasn't a band. We were a group. We sang to backtracks. I was the I was the ginger spice of the group. Like my mom wouldn't let me dye my hair red, so I used to spray it with the color spray. Um, I know every single like word to every single song. I absolutely love the Spice Girls. They are like my all time favorite. I I have a poster in my bedroom. Um, it's a Spice World poster. I made Patrick buy me Spice World one year, um, and I make him watch it with me. And I just I absolutely love them so much. Uh, nothing can hold a candle to how amazing the Spice Girls were in like the late nineties, um, early two thousands. Like they are just amazing. So. Thanks, guys. Again, I am so sorry I couldn't be there. I promise, pinky promise, that I'm going to defeat this face hugger, and I will be back next week. But have a great show. I miss you guys. Love you all. Bye-bye. I love the Spice Girls, too, so much. And I, when I was a kid, I got the, when it came out on DVD, they came with the poster, and I think I know what poster she's talking about. Yeah, it's of the five of them standing in front of the... Globe. Yeah, so, yeah, she didn't make me buy it. I bought it for her because I knew she would like it, so, mm. and I watched it once. You should watch it multiple times. It's fantastic. Yeah. Eh. Go fuck off. I don't have to like everything everybody else likes. It's fantastic. So yeah, those were the. Uh, I worded it wrong earlier. Yeah, said, like unknown facts because she had meant she had said uncharacteristic stuff, but I I completely forgot. You know, because my my ribs are affecting my brains now. I think some bone marrow got well, out and stabbed me in, in the, the next brain. Couple of months, we'll do another one of these three facts and. Yeah, we'll do some uh, fun. Getting fun into things. getting into character. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. So, <clears throat> I think. Uh, with that, I'm just going to do a uh, quick little science fact. And Agent Nicole, you can do your uh, yeah, let me get Agent Nicole-ness. And I think what I want to talk about today, um, if anybody has ever played the video game The Last of Us for PlayStation, uh, it's fantastic. So if you haven't seen it, you should. I mean, if you haven't played it, you should. My mistake. Uh, but the basis of it is people are turned into mindless zombies because they have this fungus that grows on them. And it's actually based on a real thing called cordyceps. That's spelled C-O-R-D-Y-C-E-P-S in case you want to look it up. And I first learned about this. It's uh, sometimes called the uh, zombie fungus because what they'll do is they will... Um, there's a specific one. Uh, they're known as endoparasitoids. Uh, basically, what they do is um, they will attach to most commonly ants, mm-hmm. and they control the ants, make them go to a specific place, you know, generally on plants or whatever, like somewhere where there's a lot of moisture so that the fungus can uh, thrive. And they will eventually take over the entire body of the insect, you know. And you see that in the game where there are people that are uh, completely uh, covered in this uh, parasitic fungus. But it is a real thing. Um, 
the generic name cordyceps is derived from the Greek word cordile, meaning club, and the Latin stem word seps, meaning head, because these things, the uh, when they grow, they look like a club, um, you know, or like a an elongated teardrop, something like that. It's a uh, you know, it starts out wide at the top and sort of you know tapers to a, a point. So yeah, cordyceps, watch out for it. Uh, if you see uh, if you see any uh, spores, make sure you put on your gas mask and your filter and watch out for those clickers. Nice. Agent Nicole, what have you for, been filing away? For files. Um, so I recently started listening to this new podcast, and it's called Up and Vanish by Payne Lindsay. Um, he... He's a documentary person. He he's he took on this case that happened about eleven years ago. Um, it's a cold case, and if anyone knows me, I love true crimes, anything true crimes. It's a psychology psychologist in me that just loves that. And this this podcast that he has, it's thirty seven episodes in, and it's really really good it it grips you if you're into serial which is another podcast i think you would enjoy up and vanished um he Payne lindsay he puts in um several um he tries to he's doing the podcast while investigating it this case and each week he'll like send out like a small tidbit uh, of um case uh case evidence of <clears throat> what's happening, what he's learning, and it's really interesting, and I think you should definitely take a chance on it if you like Sword and Scale, Serial, um, anything with true crimes. This is one where it's getting a lot of notice of, about an old um, old mur- uh, disappearance case. of a, a Cold per- cases? Cold cases, yes, thank you. You know those cases that are... That are cold. Not warm. Yeah. Um, definitely take a look. It's really interesting. It's really fun. It's, I think about episodes are like a half hour long, so it's not too, not too bad. So take a, take a listen. Cool. All right. So I think with that being said, we're going to go ahead and uh, bring this episode to a close. Um, next week, we should have Ashes back. And yes. And we're going to be covering a little more uh, Christmas-related stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. I think we're going to talk about some of our, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about some of our favorite Christmas characters from our favorite Christmas movies. And uh, I think some of these are going to be a little unconventional, uh, especially for me, because I know there's one that I really, really, uh, I really want to talk about, but Ashes hasn't seen the movie yet, so I wonder I don't if want I to know spoil, this movie, too. I don't want to spoil who it is but it's from a non-traditional christmas film so uh i'm interested yeah and then i need to brush up on my christmas films yes (laughs) i'm really bad well i mean if it's not your thing then it's not your thing so so uh i think with that being said, we're going to go ahead and bring this to a close. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will Wolfie, thank you very yes, much thank for you. your uh, usual talented self. Well, thank you. And uh, we will see you all next, next Thursday. Thursday.